Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Bay Area Panthers Pod, part of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network, where you'll find analysis, news, notes, and more about the Bay Area Panthers of the Indoor Football League. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Grandy and Evan Kiddings. So it's fourth and two from the three. They can get a first down at the one, but Tucson needs to go to the end zone here. Six seconds to go. Bay Area leads by 12. Atkins from the gun. Looks right. Throws that way. Back of the end zone. Incomplete. Person thought he had it, but he didn't complete the catch. Knocked away by Marquise Bridges. The clock hits zero, and Bay Area has beaten Tucson. 46 to 34, the Panthers moving on to the Western Conference Finals. And that's how it sounded on Sunday inside of SAP Center in San Jose when the Bay Area Panthers knocked off the Tucson Sugar Skulls. As you just heard, final score 46 to 34 to advance to the Western Conference Championship game, which will be at SAP coming up this weekend, Saturday, 6.05. Tickets are available via Ticketmaster. All the details at BayAreaPanthers.com. We'll talk more about that as the pod goes along. But welcome in to another postseason edition of the Bay Area Panthers pod. My name is Mark Grandy, joined by Evan Giddings as always. Evan, the Bay Area Panthers officially one for one in postseason games in their franchise's history. They hosted their first playoff game. They played in their first playoff game. They dominated for most of the game, and then things got a little bit scary in the second half, specifically late in the fourth quarter, but they responded. They closed it out with a big defensive play at the very end, which even if they did get a touchdown, that being Tucson, it probably still would have been a barrier win, but a nice way to end it by forcing an incompletion. Uh, but overall, Evan, a, a really positive win for the Bay Area Panthers. Again, the final score, 46-34. to Bay Area is on to the Western Conference Championship game, which will be at SAP. 
congratulations all the way around deserved for the Bay Area Panthers because they have uh, pulled off a heck of a turnaround here in 2023. I mean, you said it. Look, from worst to on their way potentially to first. <laughs> I mean, they're they're in the final four, Mark, and that's all you can ask for from a one-win team to a 10-win team and, of course, getting a chance to host their first postseason game. Like you mentioned, they are victorious. And now because of the way that the scheduling and the playoff bracket fell in their favor, they will host another playoff game on Saturday. Um, I, I don't know if it was the most dominant performance from beginning to end this past weekend in the playoffs, Mark. But in my mind, I can't think of a more complete performance by the mm. Barry Panthers this entire season because – you got your usual contributions on special teams, of course, on defense and on offense, but the impactful plays that every single player made throughout that game, I, I don't think they get it done without any one of those 25-man guys being out just because of the way that everyone contributed. Dalton Snead didn't necessarily light up the scoreboard, but he took care of the football. Justin Rankin didn't have the biggest rushing game, but plugged it home when he needed to and got in the end zone a couple of times. The defense gave you a defensive score after not having gotten a sack for the last six weeks of the regular season, Mark. They put up multiple in their first ever playoff game, including a scoop and score. They also had at a time, and you mentioned how Tucson you know, kind of battled back and got quickly into the football game after going down early. They got a very key special teams touchdown late in the first half by Marquise Bridges that in my mind really put, I should say, took all the air out of the balloon on the Sugar Skull sideline. So everyone made important plays. And even though there wasn't, as you look up and down the box score, one person that necessarily stood out from the rest, that to me is the key of a great team and something that we become accustomed to for the Panthers this year. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Marquise Bridges kick return for a touchdown because that really was the moment where just before that is where Tucson made their first run. They would make another in the fourth quarter when they scored consecutive touchdowns to get within five points. But their first run came in the second quarter when after they fell behind 22-0 after one quarter, thanks to three Bay Area touchdowns, and then the, the Rouge where they tackled the Tucson kick returner in the end zone for one extra point, 22-0 at that point. Tucson was pitching a shutout, and they scored twice in the second quarter to get back within nine points. They had a missed extra point, and then you add on Bay Area's extra point with that row, uh, the Rouge, 22-13 to 13 Bay Area at that point. But you're back within single digits. Tucson's feeling great about themselves. And then what happens? Marquise Bridges, 35-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That closes the first half. Puts Bay Area up 16. They get the ball to begin the third quarter. And guess what they do? A touchdown. Dalton Steed to Nye Jackson for the second time. And suddenly it's a 36-13 to game. So Marquise Bridges delivered one of the most important plays and moments of that game. Because, of course, it allowed Bay Area to get the two-for-one at the end of the first half at the beginning of the second half. But it also came at the moment where Tucson was feeling their best. And you're right, it just took the air out of the ball for Tucson. It was a gut punch to the Sugar Schools. Without that special teams touchdown, Evan, this could have been an entirely different ball game. Bay Area got the, the triple crown of touchdowns in the first half, offense, defense, and special teams. Without one of those from the defense or special teams, who knows? This really could have been an entirely different game. All of those ones were huge, but I think particularly... Marquise Bridges on special teams. 
Yeah, and especially because it wasn't you know a flawless performance by any means. I mean, the offense stalled a couple of times in the first half, which allowed Tucson to get back into the football game. Craig Peterson had a you know a great, I think, overall performance, but did miss a field goal in the second half. Like they weren't perfect throughout this game in, in all three phases. Um, but I, I think they put the pressure on Tucson early. The Sugar Skulls responded, uh, but the Barry Panthers, as do all great teams and championship caliber, championship contending teams, they are able to, you know, basically throw blow for blow. And so I, I'm not sure if Marquise Bridges thought he was going to get the ball in that situation <laughs> because it seemed like really beyond the first quarter, Tucson was setting up looking for some sort of onside opportunity to get the ball yeah. back. And then Michael Hall, in my opinion, kind of explicitly just sends it not only a pooch kick in the air, but one that is neither high nor low and just an easy catch for Bridges, who essentially runs left and goes untouched into the end zone. So that's a special team's breakdown from the Tucson side. And with under 30 seconds left in the first half, the Barry Panthers were very fortunate that they got that opportunity and then capitalized on it. And from there, you know, the momentum swing comes back to Bay Area. I know Tucson made a run, but for them to stack two and the back end of that halftime mark uh, was of extreme importance because I'm sure what we'll talk about in the second half, but it was, you know, I think that was a tone setting first half for the Panthers in which they didn't play their best football. And yet you still look up and 11 minutes are left in the, in the third quarter of the football game and you're up by 23. So the fact that they didn't even play their best ball and still were able to, I would say control the majority of the football game was really impressive. Yeah, so they go up 36-13 to 13 after they doubled up the Marquise Bridges special teams touchdown to close the first half, then the Nye Jackson touchdown to open the second half, 36-13. to 13. And then that's when Tucson went on a bit of a run. They scored three touchdowns while they held the area to just a field goal, and suddenly it became a 39-34 to 34 game with three and a half left in the fourth quarter. Tucson, who just got a stop, uh, of Bay Area's offense was looking for another. If they did and got the ball back, they had a chance to win this game in the fourth quarter. But then what happens for the Bay Area Panthers? Their final drive of this game, they just rely on what works. They go seven plays, 43 yards over two minutes and 42 seconds. In an, a league like the IFL, where you see points up in the 60s and sometimes into the 70s, A two-minute and 42-second drive, it's pretty long, and this was a purposefully long drive for the Bay Area Panthers. Their plays, Rankin, five-yard run, Rankin, 14-yard run, Sneed, three-yard run, Rankin, 14-yard run, Rankin, four-yard run, Rankin, loss of one yard, Rankin, four yards, and then the field goal attempt uh, or the, pardon me, the, the four-yard touchdown and then the extra point on top of that to make it a 12-point lead for the Bay Area Panthers once again. So the fact that Bay Area, they struggled a little bit offensively in the second half after that opening touchdown, got the field goal, and then they get the ball back, down five, and what do they do? They stick with their bread and butter. They lean on their star running back, Justin Rankin, and the fact that they were able to execute what you would, I guess, call maybe not a... I mean, it wasn't a two-minute drill because they weren't trying to move quickly, but it was similar in the sense that they wanted to to kill some time. They wanted to leave as little time on the clock as possible for their opposition, and they did it entirely on the ground. Just impressive execution by this Bay Area team against a Tucson defense 
who was good on the ground. And it's, it's not like Bay Area gashed them for 20 yards every play on the ground, but the fact that they got the yards they needed on the ground when they needed it, when Tucson knew it was coming, that was a really impressive drive to seal the game, specifically by Rankin. It was, and, and it's something we've become accustomed to with Justin Rankin, but I do want to give credit where credit is due because I thought Dixie Wooten employed some very creative blocking schemes throughout this football game that we had not seen from Bay Area's rushing attack, which is, you know, top five in the league um, throughout the entire year. He brought in an extra lineman, you know, so you're looking at um, Ledbetter, you know, Amari Catchings, and Elijah Lipscomb gets brought in. He's kind of the rotating lineman. They bring him in as a fullback, so you got four 300-pounders up front that are blocking for Justin Rankin, who's already difficult enough to tackle. And there was a couple of drives, Mark, early in the first half where Rankin runs off left tackle and he's untouched into the end zone. And then that final drive where maybe they didn't use that kind of jumbo package all the time, but you're right. They told Tucson, we're going to run this football down your throat and you're going to have to stop us. And this is a Sugar Skulls team that was number two against the run, a little over 50 yards per game in the regular season. And Bay Area piled up four and a half yards per carry. So the fact that you are essentially putting on a silver platter your playbook and the opposition cannot stop you when they are just about as well equipped to do it as any team in the IFL, uh, that was eye-opening. And it was impressive, it was physical, and it was a brand of football that Dixie Wooten, along with Justin Rankin and the rest of that rushing attack, has bought all in on because you're seeing wide receivers block. You're seeing backup linemen come into block. You're seeing Dalton Sneed throw a couple of blocks at the quarterback, also yeah. put his helmet in there, diving for yards. Um, they badly won that football game, and it showed, especially on that final drive. Yeah, no, it really did. I agree. Good points. And I'm I'm glad you brought up Dixie Wooten and the offensive scheme. I think it was so, um, I don't know, impressive and unique. Uh, I mean, you even saw Tucson try it a little bit in the first half as well. <laughs> they brought in an extra lineman. and I, It's a copycat league, Mark. <laughs> it is. I, I won't lie. I haven't watched every second of every Tucson game this year. So maybe that's something that they have done in the past. I'm not so sure. Um, I would tend to guess not considering Bay Area brought it up for the first time for them all season. And on the same game, Tucson later tried the same thing. So it, it seemed like maybe Dixie Wooten and the Panthers – found something um, that works in this league. And again, it, it's not as if it it cracked a 20-yard play every time, but you're going up against a, a, a stout run defense. How do you help your chances at gaining more? Just put another big body in there, what, what football players call the big uglies down there in the trenches. Put another one down there, try to lead the way, and, and Justin Rankin has that much more room to run. So I'm with you you got to credit the coaching staff and specifically offensive coordinator Dixie Wooten for that. You look at some of the numbers team-wise, it's kind of jarring. And we talked about off the top, Bay Area scoring an offensive, defensive, and special teams touchdown. That's what leads to these numbers. Uh, but Bay Area outrushed uh, basically 2-1. to one. Tucson 174 rushing yards, Bay Area 89, and Bay Area out passed through the air almost two to one as well 76 yards for tucson 43 yards for bay area through the year in total 250 total yards of offense for tucson only 132 for the bay area panthers just putting that out there because it's wild those numbers exist in a game in which bay area won by 12 
a big part of that, I think something you talked about early, is just how complete of a performance this was for the Bay Area Panthers. No one will get this mistaken for Bay Area's most dominant win of the season. I mean, this was a single-digit game in the fourth quarter, but the fact that Bay Area won by double digits on a game in which they nearly got outgained in total 2-1, to one, it just speaks to how good the other phases of the game were for the Panthers, and I think speaks to this team's ability to win games against quality opponents in moments like this in the postseason a multitude of different ways. And I think that's what makes a quality football team. It's a team that when needed can beat you with their passing attack. And Dalton Sneed has proven he can do that. He is a legitimate MVP candidate in this league. Star receiver JT Stokes, who very well could be a first team all IFL player, didn't have a catch in this game. But if Bay Area needed that to win, they could have gotten it. If they needed the run game to win, they could have gotten it. They got it there in the fourth quarter when they desperately needed it, and they can win a game where you get some scores elsewhere on special teams and on defense. So I think this game against Tucson just adds um, kind of another way, another route for Bay Area to victory where it doesn't look great in terms of the total numbers aside from the final score, but they still came out on top by double digits. Yeah, and look, I'm glad that you mentioned JT Stokes because to me, he was the symbol of selflessness that it took for Bay Area to win this football game. Not only did he not have a reception, he didn't have a carry. He didn't have a target. And that's your number one receiver, arguably, like you said, one of the best in the league. And he was not used, at least as far as the actual production of the game is concerned. He was used more as a decoy because Tucson has a great, Cover corner, Rashi Hodge, who's one of the INT leaders in this league. You didn't hear his name a lot either because JT Stokes was pretty much with him the entire time. But when you talk about the hurdles that Barry had to overcome, like number one, you're right. The mathematical one is is huge. You look at 250 <laughs> yards to 132, but they outgained them in terms of yards per play yep. nearly five to four. And you're looking at the amount of plays that they made Tucson run I think that also shows the amount of stamina defensively that Rob Keefe and this unit have because Tucson ran 65 plays to Bay Area's 28 and about four yards of play. That's fantastic. This is also a Tucson team that was appropriately uh, non-committal. They didn't, not, they didn't commit a lot of costly penalties throughout this game. They're the least penalized team in the IFL, so they didn't hurt themselves from that standpoint. They had the early turnover, and that was it. So once you got that first touchdown... It was pretty much an even football game, and Bay Area still outscored them throughout the remainder of the contest. The other thing, Mark, too, which uh, kind of crept into, I'm sure, your mind as it did mine throughout the broadcast, which is a psychological hurdle that Bay Area had to overcome with this team because this was the lone peace center in 2023, and they did it by coming from behind 16 points early in the football game, very similar to how the script of the first playoff game over the weekend went for Bay Area. So I'm sure that was in the back of a lot of players' minds. And the fact that, oh, here we go again. When Tucson goes on a 13-0 run in the first half, Marquise Bridges makes a big play. Okay, then you go up by 23. Again, they score three touchdowns to your one in the second half. Then I'm sure some doubt creeps in your mind of how Sugar Skulls mathematically can get get back into this game. And it comes down to that 
final drive to essentially put it out of out of reach. So you're overcoming mathematical hurdles, psychological ones, and you're and you're of course being selfless in in the entire process. So you know, for me, the Bay Area Panthers uh, proved a lot not only to us but of course themselves that they could get this job done. Yeah, 100%. And to add on to that, I mean, what was the key to Tucson's victory early in the season? It was their star receiver, Carrington Thompson, who had three touchdowns in the second half after being shut out in the first half. Guess what? He was shut out in the first half in this one, had three touchdowns in the second half. So the parallels, I agree with you, are kind of eerie almost. The only difference is Bay Area managed to hold on in this one. Uh, and, and they picked the right game to hold on to because now they're on to the Western Conference Finals. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We will get to that Western Conference final matchup coming up here in just a minute. I first wanted to transition and look at our first batch of, uh, you know, postseason honors released by the IFL uh, earlier this week. The all-rookie team announced by the Indoor Football League. And Bay Area has four selections tied with the Massachusetts Pirates for the most across the league. Uh, two on offense and two on defense. Nye Jackson, wide receiver for the Bay Area Panthers, had 15 touchdowns. He is a uh, all-rookie team selection, along with Amari Catchings on the offensive line. He's been a mainstay on the offensive line for much of the season. He's been really good. Of course, Bay Area is one of the best offenses in the league. It's only fair that one of their offensive linemen uh, one of the rookies is honored there on the defensive side of the ball Tavon Grant an all rookie honoree he had the scoop and score touchdown over the weekend but really he's been fantastic all season long and you mentioned the the sack drought 
really it's been the Tavon Grant drought because he's like the only Panther that gets sacks. It seems like there are some others, but Tavon Grant uh, fourth in tackles for loss this year uh, with 13 and tied for fourth in sacks with six and a half. So he's been phenomenal this season. And then the other Panther on the defensive side of the ball that was honored, uh, Antoine Kincaid, who joined this team, um, you know, already like six or seven weeks into the season. And he's the the team's second leading tackler. I think he's top 10 in terms of tackles per game across the entire uh, IFL. And he's one of the main reasons why Area has been able to survive a lot of injuries and absences in their defensive back unit. It has been Antoine Kincaid. So, Kincaid, Grant, Catchings, and and Jackson all honored on the IFL all-rookie team. Uh, and those all seem like four great selections because 100%, they all deserve it, Evan. Yeah, they did. And a lot of them, of course, played big in that in that playoff game over the weekend. You know, Antoine Kincaid had 15 tackles in that football game. And as a guy who's asked to play inside the box, asked to play in coverage, uh, he does an awful lot for this football team, and especially filling in for a guy like Bill Atkins, who is a member of the Northern Arizona Wranglers, who we'll get to in a minute, who won the championship last year. He was kind of their focal you know, safety slash linebacker slash corner. Antoine Kincaid has essentially filled him for him the last 11 games of the regular season, uh, almost six tackles a game, which is absolutely in the top 10. Then you're looking at Tavon Grant, who was fourth in the regular season in terms of tackles for loss. He had 13 overall. He had four in the game over the weekend. He was a menace getting into the backfield, and he, along with Wes Bowers, combined for two sacks. Bowers had the big sack, which turned to the fumble recovery, and Tavon Grant took it to the house. Um, so those two guys were awesome. And then you're just, you know, you look up and down the offensive line, which has been stout all season, despite some guys being rotating in and out. Amari Catchings has been fantastic. He's played you know, the majority of the football games for them and also been productive while helping someone like Justin Rankin to now 38, what rushing touchdowns on the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's been a force. And then of course, Nye Jackson, who I think was a relative unknown name when he came in, he's from nearby Stockton, but you know, Mark, he was, I, I think they brought him in to fill in for Arthur Jackson, who got an opportunity to go out and play in in a, in a higher league, and it might have even been an XFL tryout. So he got a he had an opportunity to go out and do his thing. Nye Jackson steps in, and he doesn't skip a beat. And not only that, they find a way to integrate him into the offense to the point where he is the number one receiver in their first playoff game. He had 15 touchdown catches throughout the year. He can beat you deep as a deep threat. He, of course, developed as a receiver with some underneath stuff on wide receiver screens. He and Cottrell Haywood have operated over the middle, along with, of course, JT Soaks, who's done it all. Um, but for a number two receiver to be named to the all-IFL rookie team is is a credit not only to, of course, Nye Jackson himself, but also the coaching staff identifying a couple of these players, not named Catchings and Grant, that they actually picked up throughout the season and were still effective enough to be named to that team. Yeah. 100%. And, and they're going to be needed if Bay Area wants to close out this season the way they want to. Again, with the win, Bay Area over Tucson, 46-34 to 34 over the weekend. Bay Area is on to the Western Conference Championship game. And they got uh, quite a bit of help on the other side of the bracket in the Western Conference. Bay Area was the two, Tucson the three. The 1v4 matchup was Arizona as the one. Northern Arizona, the defending champions, but as happens often in the IFL, at least for the, the the less established teams, there's so much roster turnover from year to year. 
that is almost an entirely new Northern Arizona team in terms of players. Same coaching staff, a lot of them. Obviously, Rob Keefe is the Panther defensive coordinator now, but Les Moss still leads Northern Arizona. So I say all that to say they're the defending champs, but they don't really have a lot of returning players from a year ago. But they still go into Northern, or pardon me, into Arizona, and they pull off a shocking upset. 62 to 53 is the final score. Believe it or not, Northern Arizona led early in the third quarter. 42 to 14, 42 to 14 in Arizona against who some might argue the best team in the IFL, certainly the hottest team in the IFL who had won eight games in a row. Arizona, though, was not going to go away quietly. They scored five unanswered touchdowns to take a 47 to 42 lead before Northern Arizona scored three to Arizona's one touchdown to close out the game. A wild back-and-forth game. Ultimately, Northern Arizona comes out on top, Evan. And obviously, time will tell if that was good news for Bay Area, if they can beat Northern Arizona, a team they split in two games uh, this year in the regular season. But what it does mean is Bay Area does not need to travel. The four-seeded Wranglers will come to SAP on Saturday at 6 6.05 kickoff from SAP Center. Uh, Bay Area getting another home game, not having to, to leave the time zone, not having to leave the state. Uh, it's certainly a benefit for them as they seek their first national championship in franchise history in their second year of existence. Bay Area got quite a bit of help not having to go into Arizona to, to try to knock off the Rattlers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about I would say the biggest gut punch of a loss this season. It was certainly Tucson in week five coming back down 16, but the team that undoubtedly gave the Bay Area Panthers their toughest games of the season were the Arizona Rattlers, at least in the conference. I guess you can make yeah. a case for, 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 uh, for Frisco. Um, but Northern Arizona is, is not any easier. Like against all three of those top teams in the West, Bay Area went one and one. They, they split um, Northern Arizona. Of course they got at home in maybe their most dominant performance of the season. And then they lost by a point on the road in Prescott Valley. So, you know, this is a Northern Arizona team that yeah, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, shouldn't be in this position. Uh, it's just because Arizona turned the ball over six times to the Wranglers too, but they, they got some weapons, man. You know, we're just talking about the, the four all IFL rookie selections for the Bay Area Panthers. Well, the Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona Wranglers, excuse me, have three of them. And I think they got a lot of talent, especially, you know, their quarterback position is interesting because Garrett Kettle had been the starter for most of the season. Nick Watson has been getting all the reps down the stretch of the regular season. He throws six touchdown passes in the playoffs against Arizona in the victory. Um, Northern Arizona finds a way to win despite going one for eight on third downs. Their number one receiver, Ramon Jockeyau Bowman, has five mm -hmm. touchdown scores and 158 yards through the air. So they are an explosive offense when you give them the opportunity. The question is, how can Bay Area limit Northern Arizona's ability, in my opinion, to muck this football game up? Because that is what they do arguably better than any team in the IFL. That's how they've been able to win games. That's how they've been able to control games. 
And that's why they find themselves in the final four. So even though Bay Area is not getting necessarily the best team on roster in the Western Conference, this might be a tougher matchup just because of how resilient the Wranglers have shown themselves to be, not just throughout the season, but even in their two contests against Bay Area. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Ramad Jockey Bowman. He is an incredible receiver. For my money, I know he doesn't have the statistics in terms of most receiving yards, most receiving touchdowns. Uh, I think he's the best receiver in this league. He is absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and he, I mean, you said it, five touchdowns, 158 yards in this game against Arizona. And he was behind so JT good. Stokes, of course, <laughs> behind JT Stokes. Of course, you're <laughs> right. I mean, Arizona knew the ball was going to him and they just simply could not keep him in front of him. How many times was he running free down in the end zone? Uh, and, and Watson, their quarterback, found him. You almost lose track. He was incredible. He's been that way all season long, and he's going to be a key for Bay Area. Uh, something that that stood out to me that I'm really intrigued by, and it is a really interesting, I think, piece of of you know rule in in the IFL rule book. It's the drop kick, and Northern Arizona employs Connor Mangan, who's a a drop kick artist, if you will. And the way it works in the IFL, if you take an extra point and, and you do a drop kick, which is without a holder, you snap the ball right to the kicker, he drops it, and as the ball hits the ground, he essentially kicks it at the same time. That's a drop kick. If that goes in, that PAT is worth two points instead of just one. If he kicks a field goal via drop kick, it's worth four points instead of three. And he did that all game long. He missed his first attempt, made the second PAT via dropkick, got his team back to 14 points. He made a four-point field goal via dropkick. He made those two-point dropkick extra points for much of the game after missing his first one. Uh, So it's just a way that Northern Arizona kind of steals points under the radar here and there. That was not something that they did either of the two times Bay Area played them. Uh, Mangan, the, the, the dropkick artist, is relatively new to the roster. Bay Area hasn't seen him yet. They will coming up on Saturday. But just watching that game, Evan, it is really intriguing to me because he's the only guy I've seen in this league ever do that. And they steal points. The big reason why they won the ball game because they made it an awkward score where they were ahead by more than one touchdown, but they had only scored one more touchdown than Arizona because they got all of these free points throughout the game. And if you're scoring seven, eight, nine touchdowns a game, those extra points stack up. You almost get a free touchdown if you're effective at it, if you score enough touchdowns to get up to seven, eight, nine extra points in total. So um, that could be a factor in this game as well. It might be something that Bay Area Panther fans aren't aware of. So just know you're probably going to see some shenanigans on the, the Northern Arizona kicking game, and it could be a way for them to steal a few extra points. Yeah, and that was something that we asked the coaching staff of the Panthers about before the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, it's pretty much just a math game. Like, if he is 8 for 11 Connor Mangan is on drop kick attempts this season since joining the Wranglers. He's also, also third in terms of field goal percentage, but the fact of the matter is he's a great kicker. Yeah. So... Instead of going for a two-point conversion, which has you know a, a decent amount of, uh, a, a, I should say, the percentage is still pretty good as far as you know points per per try. If you got a guy that's eight for eleven or is even above fifty percent in terms of two-point conversions, 
Well, then even if he misses one or two throughout a football game, Mark, you're still capitalizing on the back end, and you also give yourselves a chance to maximize the math there. So, yeah, it's something the Panthers got to be aware of, and I do wonder if that will affect their decision-making in extra point situations because Craig Peterson is a very accurate kicker. I don't believe he's missed an extra point this year, but if they're going to try and go for two and you're in a back-and-forth game and you're trying to match, do you end up trying to go for two in a more traditional sense just to offset that? Also, Craig Peterson, who had a couple of deuces, as they're called in the IFL, which is on the kickoff. You can kick it all the way across the 50-yard field if you hit it in between the goalposts and essentially score a, a field goal on the kickoff. It's worth two points. He had two of them in the final regular season game against Duke City. That also might be an option for the Panthers to try and offset what Mangan brings to the table. But it's funny because we're talking so much about special teams and Marquise Bridges with a big kickoff return <laughs> and, and all these big plays that the Panthers have made as far as the return is concerned. But the actual kicker is what might make Bay Area think more so than the actual special teams unit itself. Yeah, no, you're right. It, I think... At the very least, what it does, obviously, for Northern Arizona is, if it's effective, it gives you more points, which is obviously a good thing. But if you're an opponent, if you're a Bay Area going into this, you're at the very least thinking you might have to be chasing a few more points as well because Mangan has been so efficient at doing it. So it'll be interesting to see what Bay Area does. Say they score a touchdown first. Do they just go for two immediately, or do they just match every Northern Arizona score where they get the extra point with a two-point conversion attempt of their own. I don't know. It, it's going to be a bit of a chess match. So I'm really intrigued to see how it does work out. Again, these two teams split the regular season series. Bay Area dominated at home and won. Northern Arizona eked out a win in Northern Arizona against the Bay Area Panthers. Something's got to give here coming up on Saturday. It's the Western Conference Championship game Saturday at 6.05, live from SAP Center in San Jose, California. Tickets available via Ticketmaster. You can visit BayAreaPanthers.com for all of the details. We highly recommend you get out there. We can say now, we know once and for all, 100%, this is the last Bay Area Panthers home game of the season. They will, of course, if they win on Saturday, they will advance to the IFL National Championship game, which will take place in Henderson, Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas. So a relatively easy trip for local Bay Area Panther fans if they want to make that one. I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, I know. Uh, but this is the last Bay Area Panthers home game of the year. Ticket information available via Ticketmaster on BayAreaPanthers.com. But if you can't make it out there, Saturday, 6.05, you can hear the game right on 95.7 The Game as the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. You'll hear my partner, Evan Giddings. I'll also be on the call from SAP. It should be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's going to be an awesome environment inside of SAP Center. And Evan, as we wrap up, uh, it's going to be quite a moment in, in just it really incredible to see how far the Bay Area Panthers have come last year winning just one game and now we're talking about this team potentially playing for a national championship yeah I mean it's it's borderline unbelievable but it's also a script that was followed by the team that they're going to have to go through yep. in order to get to the IFL national championship which is Northern Arizona because in their first season now they weren't a one loss team but they weren't very competitive and in their second year last season in 2022 
they ran the gambit and won it all. So the Barry Panthers, there is a, a, a precedent for this in this league of quick turnarounds, tight turnarounds, and effective turnarounds. And it's just, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, storybook-like that they are going to have to go through the team that did it last year in order to to try and get where they want to go, which is to the IFL National Championship. It's it's wild to think about. And, and also, too, I'm curious, Mark, to see who's going to be at SAP Center on Saturday because... Mm-hmm. The last game, we saw a couple of honorary captains, uh, quarterback for the 49ers, Trey Lance was in attendance, supporting his North Dakota State teammate, Marquise Bridges, who had a big game. We saw comedian Michael Blackson, who's been performing in the Bay Area. He's a big name. Brandon Ayuk, 49ers receiver, was there. And even uh, UFC former champion and legend Daniel Corbier was in the building. So we got four big boys that were out Mm -hmm. at SAP Center now. We'll see what they can do for the semifinals. If they got, I don't know, something up their sleeve. I'm curious to see who's going to be there. Yeah, so come out to SAP Center for the Panthers and the Northern Arizona Wranglers in the Western Conference Final. And who knows who you might see? Some big names showing up at SAP to support the Panthers. We'll see who shows out this time. Again, Saturday at 6.05. Ticket information, bayareapanthers.com. But if you can't make it out there, don't worry. We've got you covered on 95-7. The game Saturday at 6.05. Winner moves on to the IFL National Championship. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod. That's Evan Giddings. My name is Mark Randy. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Bay Area Panthers, Northern Arizona Wranglers in the Western Conference Championship game. We cannot wait. We hope to see you there. For now, though, thanks for listening to this edition of the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. Win or lose, we'll talk to you again on the pod next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.